What's good, everybody? The fantasy football playoffs are here, and we got you covered on tonight's AMA, all the way down to the Keenan Allen news and injury. But before that, Adam, you know what to do, baby. Hit it. Welcome to South Harmon. Welcome to South Harmon. That was a, uh, I mean, right in the gonads, buddy. It was a, uh, you know, you know, if you, it's, it's been a while since I've really gotten kicked there, Mike. But you know, playing back and playing sports or messing around, saying something to somebody you shouldn't have, you get a kick there. That thing like kind of shoots up your intestines and all that. Like I had that same feeling. It was the first time I've had it in a while from this Keenan Allen oh, one, man. buddy. You got a you got a small child at your house, right? When they get about three, four, that perfect toddler stage. Oh, I'll get I'll get another one. Yeah, for oh, you, sure. You get four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. <laughs> Prepare yourself, buddy. I can live with it as long as it until it becomes intentional. Then we have a problem, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're talking about a guy who was a you know top warp option, not just at the wide receiver position, but in the whole league. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Week fifteen. Need him the most. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sad, man. Like, I, t- I sent out some offers. We'll see. But it, he makes it even hard to trade him. Like, Well, that's, that's the problem like, with – yeah, you're, that's a great point. See, that's the problem with aging assets. We And in the going for it stage, we're all for it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what sucks about this part is for the ma- majority of people playing – the deadline's done, right? So now you don't you don't even have a pivot option in general. But this is why we talk about like if you make a move for Keenan Allen or someone in that idea, that mold too soon, you get stuck holding the bag because there's no pivot options, right? Like who Yeah. Who who wants to take on Keenan Allen even in a rebuild? I mean, you'll do it, but at what cost? Like you're not sending away anything of significance for an old hurt receiver, right? I think I think for some of my teams, like my rebuilders, like I might go see if I can buy if I got no trade deadline. Uh, some of them, right? There, ba- based some on are, well, based on the cost that you're going to get to, which is going to be yeah, not yeah. very, you know, friendly, right? How about this? Uh, if you had like a Tyler Lockett type, you're out of the playoffs. Would you send him for a Keenan Allen? <clears throat> Same age. Yeah, that, that'd be that'd be fine. I mean, I think that'd be fine. Uh, the other crazy part is though, like, like you would, if I'm in a rebuild there, right, and you want me to take on an old asset, I'll tell you what I'm doing every single time. Like, even if I say that's about the right pivot, 
You're going to kick me in a, a fourth. You're kicking me in something. I'm going to give you a little shot in the nuts just on the way out Ooh. too, right? Because like, if I'm going to take on another aging asset that could both cliff, they both could cliff next year and what happens, right? True. True. Right? Like if I'm giving you a healthy guy to go get in the playoffs with, you know, you got to let me get one shot, right? You got to give that's me fair. the plus, right? I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I can keep behind that. I really could. Yeah, it just it stinks. I think, uh, fortunately, only one of my teams has a week 15 game, right? So I'm still holding out hope maybe it's just a one-week thing. And One of your teams I'll, with Keenan Allen. Yeah, one of my teams with Okay, Keenan I was going to say that this man's Sorry. in 20 leagues, in 20 playoffs, <laughs> like 19 buys, man, he's trying to say. <laughs> it's been a good year. It hadn't been that good. Dr. Ryan. Bam. Coming through right Early, the jump. Early, often. Let's, go. <clears throat> let's do it, man. It's playoff time. You got to spend to win, right? <laughs> Sometimes, man. So, All yo. These video games now, man, are pay to win, ain't they? Psh, the VC. Oh, I, Mike, I'm telling you, there's certain games I don't play no more because of that. It's just a rabbit hole of disaster for my. Uh, spend ninety nine ninety nine so you can upgrade your uh, NBA 2K player all the way to the top, buddy. And then you get, uh, you know, three days later, there's another ninety nine ninety nine package out there. That's right. What? Yo, 10-team Superflex got lottery 101 to 104. Rich, Levis, Chase, Smith, Puka, Addison, DJ, Myers, no running backs, and Kittle. I love it. Uh, 24, 108 to 110. So you also have a lottery 101 to 104 plus the 108, 109, 110. The 202 and 325 first moves. All right. It's a super chat that I, I can get behind, and I'd like, the, I'd like to earn it. Go. What, what are we doing here, Mike? So you're in this situation. <clears throat> All right, so 10-team, you already have A-Rich and Levis. Um, you don't have a second quarterback option, but I'll be honest, in 10-team, I don't think quarterback's what I'm looking for in that lottery unless all the other you know elite skill players are gone. Yeah, I'd be going with Marv first, and then, uh, but second choice, not too bad. Not yeah. Too bad. Caleb I mean, it, if you told me Malik Neighbors, Mike, was in a, was a top 10 pick, um. I'd have a, I'd have to have a serious discussion on which one I want, and based based on obviously too the reality of what my other options are at quarterback. Um, in ten team, I think yep. they're a little more easily replaced, where the skill players are not. So, I think like in twelve team, obviously we would we know it's a quarterback discussion, end of list. But in this format, it's I not, might have a little different discussion with uh, what what I pick at one hundred four type if I got one hundred three. It's not too bad because whatever whatever quarterback he's going to end up with too, even like say it's the one hundred four. I probably wouldn't take Neighbors or Keon Coleman or Adunze over a uh, Jane Daniels if he's a top five, top six pick, kind of like they're projecting, right? Because I want to upgrade the Levis spot. I like Levis, but in a 10-team super flex, he's definitely not a hammer at the quarterback spot. So that would be my next choice. Um, I don't give a shit if you ain't got running backs. Perfect. You, you built this thing great then. <laughs> no, you <laughs> Who cares? You'll buy well, them later. Well, because I think, I think the reality of this, Dr. Ryan Cecil, is um, with the moves, right? I think because you got Chase, you got Puka, um, Smitty I, Addison, and, and Smitty and Addison, I like them both. I think they're a little DJ Moore. The re- I, I think, man, you're already really good at receiver, right? Um, if I could get one more hammer in there, that's what I would be trying to do. But now, now I think the question you have to ask with these picks is really like, what's your when you say moves? If you're ready to go, I think this team is probably on the ready to go side next year. Um, so that's where you can start having the discussion on what you're taking at the 108 to 110 spot, the 202, and how you're going to get running backs in. I think I'm looking to buy 
cheap running back options. I'm not looking to invest a ton of my assets in the running nope. back position in general in this format. So I'm going to buy some uh, some cheap vets, right? Like you find out that Austin Eckler's re-signing with the Chargers, right? And they don't do <clears> anything. Like does that 202 become like, hey, can I buy Austin Eckler off somebody, right? You guys remember he was dead. Like those are the kind of like cheap running back options that I'm trying to get. Uh, the Alvin Kamara's of the world, like these kind of dudes, where you can get them for seconds. Shit, you can get them, send the 108, and you get a nice plus on top of the running back back. You know, maybe like a 25 second or something like that back. <coughs> those kind of moves. That's what I'd be doing with the later picks. Um, and then those 325 first, I'm just holding them, holding them until the right move comes. I'm buying a, a star, right, <coughs> a stud that I can put in my lineup immediately. Like that's going to be a hammer for me, or we just keep them as liquidity. Right? I don't have to push them all in. So that's kind of what I'm doing, The that 101, 104. Hopefully it's <clears> Marv. <throat> it's not Marv, then quarterback. I'm going to so just backfill. He, he, here's my thing. All right, so, like, uh, man, I wish I should I should have the screen share option up, but I don't right now. If you hit the Mind Warp, okay, I don't know how many are starting here. Um, this one thing you left out. But the Mind Warp series we did, Scott and I, way back in the day, and right before the season, a 10-team Start nine, right, with roster 22, okay? If you look, the, the wide receiver line is basically even or above the quarterback line every time, right? So I think about it, and the reason I say that, especially with, like, as much as Jaden Daniels, I'd like him in a 12-team. In a 10-team here like this, I, I don't know that he's ever even going to get me a top 12 quarterback option, and I don't know that the scarcity allows me to trade out of him. So that's where I think I would probably be looking more so to get into a receiver here or trade that pick into a receiver. He puts this as a, uh, my thoughts are to leverage picks to get another hammer at wide receiver. I'm probably looking if I, if I had this team, the way I'm looking at this, <clears throat> I'm going to either take a, uh, if I can get Marv, awesome. If you can't, um, obviously I'm not going to just pass on a guy like Caleb, even in this format, but I'm looking to probably package that pick. If I don't get Harrison or I don't, I don't really feel great taking neighbors with some of these other picks, go get one more hammer receiver because you also have other receivers you can bring to the table, right? You could bring a Smith, you could bring an Addison and go purchase up and you just see the warp at the high end level at receiver in this format. That's what I would probably be looking to do. And then I'm just backfilling running back as cheap as I could. Uh, you can probably buy, you know, cousins types and going into next year, you can buy like quarterbacks are just going to keep me in this 18 range that's probably what i'd like to do with my quarterback too as opposed to invest a top four pick into it i think you're mute either that or we lost you he's back we're just starting out here that's early we're good (laughs) i don't mind that that's not a bad strategy at all right the only thing i would caution you against is especially once you get past marv into neighbors or keon coleman like the likelihood of those guys also putting up top 18 fantasy production seasons right out the jump yep very 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 unlikely so i would agree with that too and i think that's where which which i I would say with a guy like Jaden daniels or drake may or caleb williams because they all offer rushing upside Jaden daniels the most like electric rushing upside very likely that they could have a rookie year inside the top 12 (laughs) quarterbacks and, and be a better warp option for sure. I think the other thing you have to keep in mind too, Dr. Ryan Cecil on that, if you don't trade out of that pick is kind of the league, um, how the league values and trades the assets. Like is a quarterback option like those guys 
like what can they really go for in the crossover, the skill player department, right? And then vice versa. What is a can a can a JSN when he was in the off season, when you had a JSN all off season, like what could that have bought you? And I think that's in the ten team league where you have that discussion. And if it's like, hey, I'm gonna take neighbors, to Mike's point, I'm probably looking to off him before August comes around in that peak window of like hype around him, right? Where he's a top 10 pick going somewhere. Same thing with any of the other receivers that might be in that mix. Um, all right. <clears throat> I think that's a good coverage of it. We'll see what we got here. We got a, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dynasty Alex here early. Eggplants everywhere. Appreciate the super chat though, Dr. Ryan Cecil. All right. <clears throat> I hope that helps. Um, if you have other questions, feel free to ask them. We'll get to it. <clears throat> 12-team PPR Superflex lineup. Start 12. A full point tight end premium, Mike. Uh, three receivers. <clears throat> we got Tua Howell, Mack, running back Swift, Mostert, Connor, Gibson, ARSB, Alave, Higgins, Pittman, Moore, Sutton, Reed, Jacoby Myers. Tight ends are Goddard and Otten. Two of three. All right, Mike. So here, let's do a, let's do a little double tap, you know. We got you muted again. Damn it, Michael. Damn it. All right, we'll get it. We're like red zone. We're double boxing here. The, I was going to say, this is a, we're going to use, might as well get all the shitheads out of here, man. We need to just get the these. Box. Could I use any upgrades at quarterback or running back? I've been practicing patience, what Mike's been saying, to hold these first all along, to be able to ha uh, hammer a trade in the playoffs if needed. Okay. So I think the reality of the question is yes. You could use an upgrade at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Running back, I think uh, Mostert I feel really good about unless he gets hurt. <clears throat> but the other three are a little hit or miss. I, I like Swift just fine, but if you could upgrade, I'd be about that. Yeah, Obviously, they're going to the, be uh... cost-dependent. So here's the third question. Right? What I've come to find out is even with these teams of mine that are the fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds, the first are not that coveted as I've hoped. Mm. If you could expound upon what strategy you would imply here. All right. It's a good. It's a good question here, Michael. It's a good question. This is kind of where I like to go, and I'll I'll take a really good asset that people like, right? You're like, I, I don't want to trade a lave, right? But I take a lave in my first, and I go <coughs> and get two assets. People see the lave part and they get excited. They may not value the first enough, but it's enough of a kicker where they go, <laughs> oh shit. Not saying that I go try to get like one single asset, but maybe I do a two for two, and it's kind of this backdoor sneak deal. Right, like I'm was enticing exactly you the with the yeah. Alave part. I'm throwing the first in so you don't feel bad about it. But really, I'm probably fucking you on both fronts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe the Alave to the piece I get that's across from him is a downgrade. But whatever I'm getting for that first is a bigger upgrade. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you, uh, you hit it for me where if the first is not just buying you outright players, the, the piece here that you can afford to get rid of based on your receiver room, and add a first to it, or even if you don't, like just trading Alave straight up. The, the, Alave is the piece, I think, that will garner you the table talk that you want to have if you need to upgrade other things, right, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. that He's the piece. Because uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown is, like, crazy valuable for me on a contender. Um, yeah. I would probably rather keep him. And typically, he doesn't get you the C.D. Lamb-type price anyway. Like, if, if he was to get me the C.D. Lamb-type price, Mike, it'd probably be a discussion I'd have, a C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown-type, but... Yeah. Amon Ra never seems to actually 
like get that netted back no. in a return when I trade away. So I always end up keeping Amon-Ra. Um, uh, um, Amon-Ra is a dude that you want because he's a high warp difference maker. Like you said, about his market isn't as good as what CeeDee Lamb or AJ Brown <laughs> is, even though he gives you very similar production. Yep. Um, Alave, kind of inflated. T. Higgins right now down because of the whole Jake Browning thing. Um, and it's been a bad year for him. Michael Pittman <coughs> playing much better than what his dynasty value is, so that's not somebody I'm looking to get rid of because that's a dude you actually want on your team. <coughs> DJ Moore is one of those explosive, like, 30-burgers waiting to happen on any given week with Justin Fields. So, And he's not valued appropriately in dynasty. That's something I want to keep. Sutton's a nice real buy. Jaden Reed's gaining some steam and some hype, but, you know, it's not really there yet. Jacoby Myers is just whatever. So your most enticing well, piece, in my opinion, if I was going to do it, would Alave, be Chris right? Alave. And, yes. and uh, you think about it now, right? <clears throat> so we're out of the buys. And uh, it's important that he mentioned here, Mike, in my opinion anyway, the three wide receivers. Because I'm looking at this and I say, okay, this is where, like, you carry insurance, right? But now it's like, okay, if you're about to die, if you're on your deathbed, right? You're not going to pay a bunch of you're not going to pay this massive premium for a, a payout that's not going to make any sense, right? Like you're kind of yeah. just going to cut it. Like we, we know we're going to die or if the pay, if it's something you've paid into all your whole life, fine. But now I'm cutting that. I'm cutting any insurance I have. I'm going to try to win because you have five receivers here. So I'm in Ross St. Brown, you're going to start. You can start five in this league with a 10. Um you can start 10 it sounds like, right? Two flexes, three receivers in the in the spots. So you put the flexes in the receivers. Amonra Alave, Higgins, Pittman, Moore are the guys that I'm going to start right now. But the reality is Sutton versus Alave week to week, not really much different, man. I'm perfectly you know fine what? in this format putting Sutton in for Alave and moving off of the Alave. So I think that's the another reason why I wanted to highlight. I think that's your trade chip that actually right now, outside of injuries, which you can't control, like that, that's, the, that's the spot you want to go to. And, and Reed's been playing solid enough, Mike, that if something did happen to one of these guys – I still got a puncher's chance putting him in right now. You know, he's had three weeks in the top 12 the last five or six, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to see if I have a first and a lave. Like, can I actually get a quarterback difference maker? Like, does that give me that chance? If I can do that, I think I'm in. Otherwise, I think at this point, y- you probably can find a running back without adding a lave even in the mix. Um yeah, but I think I think I think that's probably the reality. Alave plus a pick plus stuff that you're not going to be using. That's what I'd be doing if I could get God, if Goddard gets me anything in this tight end premium. Let me roll out now weekly. I think that's another thing you can kind of consider. Yeah, if somebody really wants a wants a Dallas Goddard for whatever reason, by all means. Yeah, I mean, me and you, we know where we're at with tight ends, Mike. But in a tight end premium of double, you might find in the market people care about Goddard because he's playing again. I'm not saying Correct. it's going to guarantee that, but if that's the case, I would happily bring that to the table. Yeah, I can get behind that one too. Like you float him out there and see what happens. See if somebody's all. For example, if you add him to a package, right? Like if Goddard's a piece that I can add to a package to get me over the hump to get something I really need, I would do it in a heartbeat. I get behind that. All right, gentlemen. There you go. There we go. That was a lot of eggplants. That was, you know what, Dynasty Alex? I appreciate the questions. I appreciate the eggplants. And uh, outside of the leagues you're playing against me, I hope you win. You know? Other than that, I hope you lose horribly if you're playing against Yeah, if you're them. playing against me, um, I kind of hope they all get Keenan Allen. I hate to tell you. Ooh, but damn. Home stretch. Win or go home. <clears throat> Excited for this stream. Smash the like button, y'all. Appreciate that. Thank you, Billy. Mike, 
You know what's crazy about uh, – one of the things I love and is crazy about fantasy football, though? It's funny he put this up here. It made me remind myself to say this with the thumbnail, okay? <clears throat> so regardless of what you've done all year, okay, you could have the absolute goaded team. Like you could be undefeated yep. right now. Now, the one thing undefeated gets you is at least one extra week of security, right? But starting the soon the week you play, it's all week to week. Everything. All the marbles are week to week. One of the craziest things about the game, one of the most fun things about the game, though, right? You could have had this team that's kind of snucked along all year. Like, you had just bad things happening. You know, you had you were trying to just get through Dak being nothing like Dak for the first, gosh, eight, seven weeks, right? Mm-hmm. You could have had injuries and you move around. But if your team's ready to go and you're the sixth seed, it's week to week, right? It's week to week. That's yeah. what makes lineup especially such a crazy <laughs> madness uh, masterpiece of a league. Best ball, you still can do it week to week, right? If you were to have a team that's really good and you look at it and you're like, man, this roster just needs to kind of clean up a little bit on the bench, need to make a couple trades, you can still do that in those leagues. So um, it all comes down to one week at a time for the rest of the the year. doesn't matter how great or how bad your season's been at this point if you're in the playoffs. So it's a – it's like – it's it's not quite as deep, but it's the same idea as March Madness, man. You know, you could be – one of the best teams in the country have an unbelievable year. Three versus fourteen, done, gone. One week, right? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna actually track it this year too. Uh, out of those twenty eight best ball leagues that I do, right now that the playoffs are set. We're gonna track it. We'll see how often the uh, the one or two <coughs> seed get bounced before the finals. Like how often that actually happens. I'm I'm almost positive it doesn't happen very often, <coughs> right? I mean, like I, think, I would say I would say in the lineup it's a fifty-fifty. I think I've seen some like numbers where somebody tracked it one year, like lineup leagues, <clears throat> dynasty. You mean fifty-fifty? The what? What do you mean by fifty-fifty? Fifty-fifty that the uh, the one seed or two seed gets bounced in the first round? Yeah, get, well, not get bounced in the first round or a semi. Sorry, week sixteen. Yeah, yeah, they don't actually make the finals. That thing, that that sounds right. Fifty-fifty sounds correct. <clears throat> um, I was just gonna say though because like here's the thing I found is as much as we do talk about, um, and it is important, if you if you roster appropriately and you have a slight combination of hammers with crazy depth in most of the best ball leagues, mm-hmm. you're you're going to have a hard time getting beat. But Even with Keenan Allen, too. <clears throat> correct. Yeah, you can afford injuries. You can, you can carry three, four IR guys that have yep. dynasty value this part of the year if you're rostered appropriately, right? Yep. But, like, I've seen it since we started really talking best ball in depth and strategy was 2022. But 2021, we were really getting into exploring it, right? And then we have this season now. This season, we have no playoff data. But I'm just thinking in those last couple of years, Mike, you, you, I would say, in that scenario, had the best team in the bomb squad going into the 22 playoffs mm-hmm. that I saw probably at that, that point in the season. Yeah. You lost in the in the semis, right? <clears throat> like that's the thing. You can have a absolute goon squad that does lose just because there is in best ball. If the other team's not horribly roster constructed, they could still pop off too. So that's what kind of makes it, yeah. it not as much as it's not as much variance as lineup, but it kind of depends on the rest of your league, frankly, in my opinion. I think my uh, my teams, especially like if I just look at the way that I roster constructed this year. Mm-hmm. and built them out mm-hmm. are even better than the one that you're talking about that did get bounced right like you learn from those mistakes because oh those well did yeah 20 2023 yeah. i think we have both of us have 
better teams than we did in any of our 22 years. And and a lot of it too like comes down to the size of the benches, right? Like Big that time. league, if you remember, was like 22 or 25. 20, uh, it was 25 starters, yeah. Like or 25 roster had, spots, sorry. You had <clears> almost <throat> no margin for error whatsoever, right? <laughs> like almost But no. that was what was so key about that, though, is the first year we, that you won, right, when you beat me in the semis, mm-hmm. it was you had, I think, four or five guys that got hurt. You can probably hold that in a 32 roster, a 35 roster. You're like, nah, yeah. man, I'm, I'm flipping these guys right now. And a couple of those trades, people were looking at you sideways. Like, what the hell is he doing? You were just getting bodies in there, and that helped you win. So knowing your bench is big time important for that. But I, I still think it'll be interesting to track as we have more leagues and more years of data because I think there is still variance. But if you build right and you're on you're top-heavy and you have depth, it's going to be really hard to be losing most of those times. Well, starting this Tuesday, I'll be uh, keeping track of the data. So I'm, I'm interested. What, what's your prediction? How many of the, the one or two seeds – Move lose. on to the finals. Yeah, like what percentage would you say? So we're, so you're talking, <clears throat> just mathematically thinking about this, you're talking about 56 one and two seats, right? Yep. How many of them are in the final game? Yep. Hmm. Percentage. I would say, I, I, I mean, this is going to sound like a cop-out. That's not because you just said that. I was going to guess, I was going to guess half. So give me. Give me like twenty eight. I'm a, I'll, I'll go with thirty. Give me thirty of the one and two seeds will advance to the finals. Okay, you fifty percent. Yeah, I'm a little go higher. I'm gonna that. go thirty of fifty six. I'm gonna go with seventy percent. Ooh, I think it's greater than two thirds of the one and two seeds in best ball move on to the finals. We will find out. Yeah, absolutely. Be, be interesting to track. I think what, to, where the fi- the fifty percent they came from. I think that was the number for for lineup leaks, right? With the variance. Like uh, yeah, it really no, just comes down to a fucking dice roll at the end of the day. So We'll, we'll find out. Uh, we will find yeah, out. I mean, there's, there's it's a pretty good sample size. 28, I mean, people are mm. roster constructed because they're listening to the show. A lot of these are patron leagues. Some of them aren't, right? There's probably like 10, 12 that you're you're not a part of that, <clears throat> that'll be in this data set. But I think the interesting part about that, too, um, will be, like I say this, <clears throat> Because I don't know what what percentage of those twenty eight leagues do you think is startups that happened this off season? Um, probably about forty forty percent. Most of them are existing leagues. That's what I was going to guess, though. Close. To, oh, it's almost half. That's still quite a bit. We had a bunch of startups. The reason I say that is I think, especially in the uh, year one, this isn't true in every single one of our leagues. But a lot of times in the year one, you'll have everybody's closer together exactly right. right exactly right so i think that part is definitely mark, a big I'll thing mark them at, i'll mark them as such too and see if yeah. there's a big difference between uh year one startup and, and you know, year something that's been around for 2021 years. 2020 yeah. yeah you've had multiple years to build a build a number one number two contender i think that's something so. to monitor for that too i like the idea there if you can mark them that way that'd be cool i i, yeah. I still think that the one and two seeds um i would say have better chances but it's a it's a finicky game, man, week to week. And you gotta remember too, Mike. So for example, the reason I say that, I'm in like I'm in a home dynasty league, Mike. You saw you saw that team, right? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Mike, it's playing this week. Most yeah. points for. But guess what happens in best ball too sometimes? Mike, that squad is like two hundred some points ahead of anyone with points for. But week to week ra- random shit, like I, either I had a bunch of buys or yeah. someone popped off, right? I lost three games and now I'm the three seed. So, like, you know, I would say I would put odds on my team still winning, even having to play an extra game. 
Yeah. Right? Like if the if the three and the four seeds are really good, I think that matters too. <clears throat> One of the interesting ones, I mean, there's a couple leagues like this you see that we're in, Adam, where uh, you know, I've made like mid season moves on some of my contenders that have made the playoffs. Yeah. Like and I've I've built super strong teams that, yep. you know, are on seven, eight, nine game winning streaks and just decimate right, the rest right. of the league. Yeah. But they end up at the three seed because I started from a disadvantage, you know, the first four weeks when I was trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do and just couldn't catch the top two guys. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully for the data set, right, the seventy percent's wrong on a few of these because I'm gonna <laughs> <clears throat> knock off a few one or two seeds here next week. Yeah, man, and I mean, <clears throat> you got to remember too, like, I, I'm just, I'll, I'll say this: it'll be. I don't want to belabor the point. I think it'll be interesting. I just remember. The last two, the last two playoffs especially, like when we've really been like playing in a, a handful of best ball leagues when they started mm-hmm. on sleeper. Like I, th- I can think back to five, seven games in particular, where like when you look at it, you're like, "Damn, man, what was the dude from Buffalo uh, two years ago that won the won a handful of games uh, for people? Shoot, um, receiver." Uh, Trent Irwin, Trent Irwin, literally swung matchups. Yeah, right, like. Those type of things. Uh, what was in twenty twenty one? You had uh, the pickup of the year was um, Tyler uh, Hundley, right? Like yeah. you add. Yep. So the thing is, you could have a you could have the disparity that just changes the outcome as a as a waiver wire pickup, like in best ball, yeah. right? So that's where I think it'll end up closer to fifty fifty um, because of just crazy shit like that. Like for example, I don't know how he's gonna do. We don't know, but what was the biggest pickup today in Superflex leagues or the one league we had three quarterbacks, right? Easton Stick. Yeah, this dude may may do fuck all, right? He may be terrible, but like in like a three quarterback league, if you added him as your third quarterback, you didn't have one, or you had a kind of a gross one, mm-hmm. like that. That that's you know sometimes the difference is in winning and losing. Um, obviously, I would still say the better team has a chance, the best chance to win. But right, who who got that waiver pickup could be absolutely like rewarded for that. But that's also something too that we changed with our strategy, right? That we've uh, become more accustomed to and. Teams are smarter about it. Most teams, uh, not blowing all your fab budget here before mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yep. Right? Now, some of these people have been blowing it, and uh, I, I kindly just I, – I love the fact that I can just go out there and cock block somebody with a dollar for the oh, rest of yeah. the season. <clears throat> Cucking them is <laughs> you know, awesome. Zero. Like, I, you can literally, even if you got, like, roster constraints, right, bid a dollar on Easton Stick, waivers run on Wednesday, drop Easton Stick on Wednesday, bid oh, another yeah. dollar on Thursday – drop his ass again <laughs> you, know I mean? you can just perennially do this to somebody over and over and over again who needs a quarterback because they don't have any fab it's amazing i love doing it it's awesome absolutely you you if you have the hammer uh dollar wise you can you you can um play bully ball at the waiver wire let's say right. uh daily if not weekly um so just whenever you feel like it all right let's see what we got here Made a series of trades that resulted in Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison, and Pat Fryermuth for DK Metcalf, Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Likely, Deontay Foreman, and Bailey Zappi. Bad trades or win now savvy. Um, Better be best ball. It's definitely this is definitely best ball. I can almost guarantee. Let's see. Maybe not. I mean, let me let me not say that. Thirty sixteen three copy heavy bonuses for everything that heavily weighs having big weeks in plays. Uh, he doesn't say. I'm, uh, Hold on. Is this um is this best ball or lineup, Koopa? God, I hope it's best ball. All right, so <clears throat> let's see. Jordan Addison, Pat Fryer, and Garrett Wilson. 
Mike, would you trade Jordan Addison for DK Metcalf straight up right now? Yes. No question about it. Yeah. But the problem is then you got, you know, Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Likely, Foreman, and Bailey Zappi for Garrett Wilson and Pat Fryermuth. That would be woof in lineup, buddy. Big woof. Yeah. Best ball, I can definitely get behind this. Feels a little steep, but when you get five assets for two, eh, three, Pat Fryermuth. I, I can totally get behind this in best ball. One of them being a quarterback, even if it's it is best ball. disgusting one. Yeah. Yeah. If it's best ball, it's it's fine. It's disgusting for a lot of people, and they'll hate you forever, and they'll you know slobber over their keyboard about how dynasty value and yada yada well, yada. But can we at least uh, for me the reason I say that why it's win now savvy is like I really do like Garrett Wilson and Jordan Addison, but what do we know about receivers? Unless you're like the Tyree Kill, C.D. Lambs, like hammer, hammer, hammer points per game, you're pretty replaceable. A lot of these lines get pretty flat, right? And mm-hmm. I can beat you with bodies. So you're losing here um, highly valued receivers, which are not giving you that in warp, right? Dynasty value receivers that aren't giving you warp advantages and a tight end. So I'm, I'm comfortable getting off of tight ends as we've hammered home by now many a times. Yeah, I, I, the tight end swap, like I could really care less, right? If that mm-hmm. if I put that down as net and me, sent away Pat Fryermuth for likely and Foreman. <clears throat> Okay, I'll take the two for one, right? And just bank on the fact that maybe likely he's just as good as Pat Fryermuth as far as warp goes, or at least <clears throat> holding serve, and I get the extra piece for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think your variance for right now, Mike. Here's the thing: I'm not a likely guy, really, uh, as far as his cost. I think, right? Mm. But right now, weekly, like, do you have a strong opinion on who's going to score more between Pat Fryermuth and Isaiah Likely every week? No, not really. <laughs> no. No, so I'm, I'll just take I'll just take the coin flip. That's what I view it as. It's a coin flip for me. Interesting thing too about the the Jets with the Garrett Wilson like sending away. Finally, just did something right. <laughs> like, he did. Like, By <laughs> the way, his his warp is not the most uh, stable. However, with that being said, Mike, just look at his, this man's target share is ridiculous. Kind of like Jamar Chase's target share right now. It's right? like literally double digits weekly. Like, mm-hmm. and you just think to yourself, man, how bad does quarterback play have to bad? Yeah, you're like, how bad does quarterback play have to really be for this guy not to be a hot, a top warp guy? Well, Jets bad, buddy. The J E T S. Now that Jets, we got Jets, the Jets. Hunter back in, right? You see what the Milf Hunter can do for you. <clears throat> what a what a, what a game he put together, man! Well, how crazy was that? Right. Nobody just saw fun. that coming. Uh, you knew he was pissed off, right? I, I knew he was pissed off. I, I wouldn't have said that I wouldn't have seen him playing better than he's been. He's played dog shit earlier in the year. But he, he put together like a game. That was like a game. Maybe his best game he's had in his career probably. So Now if I was him, I would like pull my hamstring and just be like, oh, I'm good, man. You guys can maybe call up Tim Boyle. Bitch. See if Tim Boyle still wants to come play <laughs> under center. You know. I'm sure you won't remember, but last year I should have gotten the 101, but my league has a dumb lottery. I lost and got the 103. This year, I took no risk and locked up 101 to 103. Look at that. Four-dimensional chess. Just get every single one of them. I love that, too. I made a trade earlier in the year in a, in a lineup league, Adam, where I was rebuilding. Right? And I didn't want to run any risk of not having a top pick. So mm-hmm. what I do, I go out and I, uh, I secure... <laughs> Secure, lock up the 102. <laughs> secure. You just trade with the other guy, compete with you, and they're like, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> hey, secure the bag. That is secure the bag. Um, I'll tell you the, 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 
crazy part about this though is that I don't know. In, in a lot of the leagues I'm in now, Mike, now I can still get this done in some of them. But a lot of the leagues I'm in, when you're talking about acquiring the 101 to 103, hmm. like it's well, first of all, I'm in leagues with you. So if 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 you're one of these teams, you ain't coming off that pick no matter what I send you. Right. Right. Like. <laughs> It's impressive just to be able to lock up these three picks. I'm not saying it's the correct play process-wise, but to have league mates that Would are willing to do it is tough. Say this, but this was the thing. Like it hurt to do it, right? I'm rebuilding. I had Anthony Richardson sitting on IR, mm-hmm. but he still held incredible value. Right? <clears throat> I wanted to yep. make sure I didn't fuck up the 101, and I wanted to make sure that you know I secured 101, 102. I just go to the guy who's got the 102 or 101 either way, and I'm like. How would you like Anthony Richardson? <laughs> I got his first and second too, so it's not. Like I was gonna that. say, I know you didn't just do it straight up. Nah. I know you. Nah. I know nah, you. You got to throw that second in too, boss. So now it's the <laughs> now it's the one hundred one to one hundred three and the two hundred one to two hundred three, or is there no lottery? Uh, no lottery. No lottery. Okay, Thank so God. it's just the two hundred one or the one hundred two and the two hundred two, yep. right? I got the uh, I got pick one, two, <clears> three, four, and five. The whole top five is all mine. First and second round. Yeah, that, that's um. Listen, that's another part of leveraging that doesn't get discussed enough. Obviously, if you can determine the picks, I mean, better, even better. But yeah, Mike, what you just talked about percentages and who's going to make the title game, right? When we get down <laughs> to the final four, I said roughly fifty. I said a little over fifty, and you said seventy percent. Yep. If you get. Let me, let me ask you how. Let me give you a math math problem. We'll see how how good the Iowa school systems are with math. All right. All right. If I give you in a twelve team league, if you go acquire six first, without knowing where those teams are, what are your odds of getting non playoff? You know, what are your odds of getting some some non playoff uh, first? Fifty percent. Man, I was doing Is it right. Good? I was doing it right, ladies and gentlemen. Got That's it. it. <laughs> the more the more you acquire, the more shots you have when you buy a generic or a late first. The yep. more shots you have to go towards the early picks, right? To the non-playoff picks. So shit, you know how many of uh, Cody's first rips first that I got? You know, when he <coughs> thought he was competing, had him push him in in the off season. Now it's sitting at the one hundred three, one hundred four. Good luck hitting that one back, Chief. You you can have your the pick that you have next year of yours. You'll you can still have that one be early. This one. Um, I'm going to keep that, all right? Yeah, I'm going to take this one. Uh, good for you, Trip Crown. All right. <clears throat> Trying to live that A-warp tight end life, but all a 10-team, right. one quarterback, start two tight end. <clears throat> mm. I don't have, like, any – I've never even gotten questions, I don't think, on 10-team with yeah, two tight ends. Yeah, rebuild, but I have six first, including one to four. Permission to take Bowers with one of those four picks in 10 leagues. This is the only share I plan on getting. Mm. You trade him. <clears throat> so, trade him. you know, I don't. The other thing is, I'm like, I, I was gonna run warp, and I'm like, I don't have a league set up this way. Um, yeah, because I don't. the The only way I think Mike just hit the nail on the head, frankly, at the 104. Okay, and that's the absolute earliest. I'm in no. I don't care what the. I'm not doing it in ahead of uh, the top three. I don't think at 104 though. If I do that, I'm 100% with what Mike said. I'm not even – as much as the warp would be a consideration for me, I'm not drafting him with the intention of keeping him. This is a – look at Dalton Kincaid. Look at San Laporta. This guy is one of that. 
here, what can I get now? Can I go get a, a hammer receiver? Can I get a top 10, 15 receiver? Can I get in 10 team, uh, one quarterback? Oh, you know what, dude? One quarterback shit. I mean, who? It's, but that's where like you might not even have him at four, right? He might not even make it to four in this format. You would hope so. He does. He does have six firsts, including one through four, though. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think I would. I, I would probably tell you that if I'm doing it, I'm not looking to keep that value in tight end on my dynasty team. I'm looking to flip it. So, if you think your market is going to be, you know, possessed and crazed for Brock Bowers, I'd draft him. Yeah, just hard pass for me. <laughs> like, now you, I'll you, take him, but you're just saying, oh, trade him. But you're saying, you, but you'll, you're not going to forego him if you know the whole league wants him, right? You're not going to just do that because if I know the whole league wants him, no, I'll, I will take him and then, uh, you know, shop him around. But if happens. you, but if you're a little concerned on if he actually moves, you're just going to let him fuck him, right? No thanks. Fuck so off. Somebody else's problem. <clears throat> yep, I can get behind that. <clears throat> As a dynasty player, what's a piece of info that this season has taught you? Oh man, this is a. Uh, this is a question that doesn't have just one answer, but I'm, I'll give you one. Mike, uh, what is your thoughts? That this season has taught me? In particular, this year, yep. Oh, I'd be I, remiss if I didn't sh- shout out the uh, the change that Warp has made to how I value oh. individual players in my league. Here, water, Mike? No, absolutely not. It's Fedka, my friend. <clears throat> Stay thirsty. All right, um, so w- what Warp has taught you? And just how to value players, especially for my contending teams. Even even leagues where I have no idea what the value is, right? Nobody has idea what the fucking value of a defensive player is in shit IDP 101, right, Adam? Mm-hmm. Like, you see Kyle Hamilton. He had an 80-point week, right? Like, damn near one a week <clears throat> by himself. 80-point week. Nobody's got an idea what the fuck his value is. <clears throat> Be cool, though, if there was a tool I could go see relative to the rest of the league how valuable Kyle Hamilton is so be it he's hurt not playing I need him for the playoff stretch I need to fill some bodies I go to it and I see Kyle Hamilton's 122nd player in warp now I have an idea of how valuable Kyle Hamilton is so when Zach I don't see him here tonight Zach comes to me with some bullshit offer of three fucking players in the 500s in warp I can tell him to fuck off (laughs) I don't want your three 500 warp players <laughs> for my one top 150 dude in a league that's starting 25 people. That's how it goes. How's that that's for math, That's what this Zach? season is tough. You like that, that math? that math? That's pretty good Iowa math right there. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Um, I'm going to give you mine, and it's also right. a warp thing. However, it's not just the, the simple – well, I shouldn't say simple. It's not It's not cor- like correlated 100% to the answer you gave, okay? So – the thumbnail. Let's talk about the thumbnail for a second. I don't okay. know if you really. I don't know if you peeped it out, but <clears throat> did you? Well, David did, Njoku on there. Yep. You got. What oh, was it? Njoku, Dak, Rashad White. Can you? Can you point? Can you tell me what the those three all signify? Like the reason those were the three specific guys that made the thumbnail. Oh, they were all three guys we didn't give a fuck about in the offseason, really. Okay. Now that's true, and I'll tell you what they are to hammer the point home. They're all three difference makers right now. Not just that, Mike. Weeks 9 to 14, if you run 90 to 95% of leagues, Mike, weeks 9 to 14, 
the top the option, the top option at the position. Christian, Mc, Christian McCaffrey smashing, Mike. Christian McCaffrey smashing. You know who's beating him in five weeks? Rashad White. We talked all of this shit about Patrick Mahomes. and J- You know who's beating everybody in warp the last five weeks? Dak Prescott. Damn. David and Joku, Mike. Now, the reason I, I wanted to highlight this, and uh, this super chat is gave me a good floor to talk about it, actually. I, was, I wasn't going to get to this, actually, if we were just keep answering questions. I wanted to, and I was going to forget. I like it. Can I tell you why it's so important, though, when you think about this? I did a, um, a thumbnail right after the season when the warp was becoming a bigger thing that we were thinking about, about how like it was Evan Ingram and Cam Akers and somebody else in, in the playoffs that were the top option. Playoffs? 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 I just love doing that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I do too. <laughs> Please. It's, it's, it fit. It fit. Uh, let me clear my throat. Let me, get this, uh, let me get this drink poured up again. But you know what we did a lot of and we do a lot of still, I think, is like, okay, I look at warp for the league and I say to myself, all right, Patrick Mahomes in a league that really is highly hoops, like hyper value of quarterback. I'm like, well, Patrick Mahomes, man, I got to go get him. Like I can go mm-hmm. up tier. Do you know what this tells me? This tells me, Mike, especially in best ball, once I figure out the lines, like why am I deciding who is the top option? Like why am I saying this person is not a difference maker and this person is? I need to invest in the position. Because you, you tell me right now, there's not a fucking person that's not a liar out there that says they could have predicted David and Joku is the tight end one in that five-week sample size in the difference-making time. Right. Dak Prescott's the quarterback one. What does it tell me? We have to stop saying, okay, Patrick Mahomes. Like, if Patrick Mahomes, we say, is worth four first, not that he shouldn't be. I'm not saying you just move off of Patrick Mahomes. What I'm saying is, why are we discounting Dak? Why is Dak worth one in a second? What, like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, Rashad yeah. White, he's a, he's a running back that, for this season, has no one in his way as far as workload. Why are we saying he's the bottom end RB2, high end RB3? At what point do you start to push those in, though? Because we have a finite of time, <clears throat> finite, uh, finite amount of time to make decisions, even in best ball leagues, Adam, where... Before long, like you're sitting at 0 and 4, 0 and 5, right? Your playoff flashing light is yep. slowly dissipating. It's time right now. You're pissing yeah. away. Right. Well, I can tell because I'll tell you why. I think it's such a good, it's a good question and good topic here. Okay, Mike, what does right now, today, what does David and Joku cost you? Maybe a first. Okay, so l- l- I would I would actually agree. Let's say you have to pay up. You pay the extra tax. Because you see the role and you see David and Joku matters. All right, you you haven't really sent your picks in early because you were or pushed too many of your chips in too early, and you said, "I had this other. I got Travis Kelsey, Mike. Yeah, I got news for you. Travis Kelsey is still. It wouldn't shock me if he had a three week, like you know, banana fest in the playoffs. But you know what he's going to cost you if you try to go buy Travis Kelsey right now? A lot more. And and guess what? If you paid up. There's no guarantee he's going to beat David Njoku in the playoffs. But right mm-hmm. now I could say I can go get David Njoku. Like even Rashad White, unless he's on some of these teams that is just not going to trade running backs, they're just so contender heavy, I can say, all right, I can go buy Rashad White reasonably right now. Right? You can find other guys still. You can find some team out there that has a version, a Kyron Williams, uh, some form of a running back that doesn't cost an arm and a leg at the time. 
you have this information going into the playoffs, right? Like you would have had this information before your deadline was finished. So, yeah, uh, n- not not the fourteenth week. You would have had nine so to thirteen. W- so, w- so would you say like you'd have uh, placeholders in place, like mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. you got some liquid type assets that you could move where it's like uh, I got a Jared Goff <laughs> as my my QB one. But I have the liquidity to go get a Dak Prescott when I identify that Dak Prescott's actually good because Bam. you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that before the season, right? You fuck. You couldn't even do it in the season. Week one through five, he's a QB twenty eight in warp. Like he was dog shit. He That's was a great. God awful. You just you just uh, summarized exactly the correct thing. Like it's it's having the ability and the flexibility to get him at the correct time because like Cooper highlighted uh, for us when we saw uh, all of a sudden these Seattle receivers having their chance, right? Like right. before the season started, we didn't know that the the schedule was going to give Seattle a great playoff run. We didn't even know what the defenses looked like versus receivers, right? So it's like oh, yeah. you don't have you don't have the information until it's time. So honestly, again, this is a highlight of timing. So for me, dynasty player, what it's taught me is like I talk till I'm blue in the face, Mike and I about attrition. We see it. We a lot of this stuff we've known, but this was a a. a bigger greater highlight to me mike i look at the last five weeks and how people are playing and trending and you'd be shocked to think who the three options are now cd lamb is the wide receiver one um, i was going to put him up but actually like trying to fit all those assets into one thumbnail is already tough enough um you, and he's also what, not a shock you know what else all three of those have in common okay, which what? one through five adam i told you Dak was qb 28 david and joku was tight end 35 they all looked like shitters. Rashad White was RB24. They all looked like trash options. That's a, and, that, and, and Mike, it's, it's funny. I was going to do that, uh, like a whole episode on that, because I was going to actually, we can, we can talk about it at least right now a little. One of the we things we also tend to do is. To get done. No, no, we will. <laughs> but, like, no, I was just going to say, like, Mike, I remember vividly the 4D where we went through the warp and, like, how it looks, and we. We actually said, based on the information of what was it, seven or eight weeks, like, hey, we got a sample size enough. Dak and CD, man, they might be someone. These might be guys you want to move. And, well, eh. <laughs> yeah, right? right, like, might want to be guys you go acquire, huh? Fucked so up I, that one. It's um, the first eight again. This is where Mike. I talk about one and done. It, the first eight weeks are only relevant because of the records that they give you. That that none none of that stuff matters anymore. Like Shout what 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 players were doing there. Shout out to to Brock Purdy because you didn't put him on the thumbnail. Thank God. Well, Mike, I believe me. Believe me, I would have if he was. Um, I would have had no problem with it. Luckily for you, Dak Prescott got his act together. All right. He did. He did. He's good. Thank you, Dak. I know you love though seeing the Cowboys quarterback and your favorite player, Brock Purdy, ahead of Jalen Hurts the last five weeks. That's wild to think. I did see something though. Um, Go ahead. You know, like Brock, Brock Purdy's on a heater. Right, yeah. been on a heater. Has been. So this is big, big shout out to uh, to Drew DFB encounter though. He put out that tweet about Brock Purdy, and you know, people are all excited about it relative to the rest of the the quarterback position this year. Adam, Brock Purdy's playing really, really well as far as fantasy production goes. But I think it's we're playing in the vacuum of this year where we're like, God, yeah, look at this. Like you know, we'll throw out numbers like QB one, QB two, you know, this kind of stuff to justify QB six, this kind of thing. Relative though, like Brock Purdy's having a great year, MVP type year, and like he's been decent, decent enough for for fantasy year, especially as of late. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you if you were to put him in a category of where's he rank like last five years, 
he's like the 46th overall quarterback or some shit for fantasy point score. And you're like, fuck, man, this year has been brutal, brutal for quarterback scoring. And it felt like at the early part of the year, you and I were talking about this every goddamn recap show we did where it was like, all right, where's those uh, 30 burgers? Where's those 40 burgers? Where's that uh, Where's that quarterback who puts up 50 or 60 on the week? And we go, fuck, how are you going to overcome this? We ain't really seen it. <laughs> like, no. we're excited when a dude gets even close to 30, and that's kind of like our <laughs> peak this year. It's, it kind of sucks, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Mike, so uh, I don't know if you, if you remember specifically on the trade show, we went over a trade I made, the the, uh, the Patrick Mahomes, the Godfather offer. Remember that? Yeah. That episode? Yep. So I just want to give you, I want to highlight to you in Warp over the last five weeks. Um, I made the trade, I think, actually five weeks ago on the nose, interestingly enough. Wait till you hear this one. So let me take the wide receivers. I'm trying to find where my guy is on this chart. It's pretty bad. Where is where is Mahomes on this? Holy shit, man. Okay, quarterback 13 the last five weeks. So if you remember the trade, Mike, I traded away Brock Purdy, George Kittle, and two firsts that were mid. So, Mike, I got the quarterback 13 the last five weeks and mm-hmm. sent away the, the quarterback four and the tight end one in this specific format. Yikes! As well as the mid two two mid first. So just just think about that for a second, right? Like, not that um, Patrick Mahomes isn't someone you should be trying to acquire ever. Like, I'm not saying that you don't go pay a godfather offer for certain players, but like, kind of that was a good that was an against process move. That was a hey, this is a guy that just is against process. He's so good. Yeah. If I just stuck with the process, right? Value over names and you know as great as Mahomes is I mean just I mean just get Purdy this shitter in here let me get Kittle good enough at tight end I now have a better quarterback option a top end tight end and now I can push those two first in before the playoffs to go get something even if it's not the greatest of name liquidity right like that's fair the name equity would have been shit it but I could have gotten something with those two first instead I've got one quarterback so sometimes man when we talk about process it's seeing it all the way through because if you look at it in an eight-week sample size versus the whole season, a lot changes. And if you know what you know going into the fantasy playoffs, which is what now, Mike? Quarterback scoring is down overall. We didn't expect that to happen. You know what else we didn't expect to happen? This much attrition. Look how many quarterbacks are dead. Look at right. look at options you have at quarterback. People, good teams are going to roll out Easton Stick or some shit, man. Nick Mullins. Like, look what we have. at the Tommy DeVito is, is a super flex starting for teams in the playoffs. Like yeah. weekly, he is. Like it's, it's, I, I, you don't have that information look, at the beginning part of the year. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. I, I did look it up. If you take the average of top 25 quarterbacks over the last five seasons, it comes up to 23.8 fantasy points per game. Brock Purdy scoring four points per game behind that at 19. Now, can I tell you though? While that is that's good information long term, do you know what you know what that information you can do for the fantasy football playoffs? Get figure out, figure out how to put it in the toilet. Let it sit long enough so that you can flush it down the fucker because it doesn't mean shit mm-hmm. for this for this playoffs, right? He's yep. probably going to still have a chance to be a top end option in the playoffs for this year. It's relative to the the year you're playing, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Now yep. moving forward to your point, next year we could have the discussion. Um, yeah. What what I think the reality will be too for me is going to be um, to really evaluate him. Let's take the weeks that Debo Samuel is on the field and not on the field, 
and let's have a discussion on what his points per game was in that range, right? Because you can remove warp because that's for this season. Right. And is that is that good enough to even say that he's worth anywhere near what his cost is going to be? Mike, he's going to be a top ten. I hate to tell you this, he's going to be a top ten like dynasty key trade cut option. I almost guarantee it soon. You know, good for them. No, I'm just saying, like at that point, if you have that type of cost on him, is he going to be worth that going into next year? Um, oh, that's crazy. I'll keep driving the hate bus and keep driving all them truthers to. Oh, you know, I I'm not worried about that. Pay that, the price, boys. There's a reason I say that. Um, I, I'm ready for you to keep driving that bus. Let's get back to questions. Sorry for you, the uh, brief intermission, but I felt like that was actually a good point to talk about. What do you got? No, it's uh, w- with the quarterback thing too. We were talking about that. You know, we said looking at warp graphs coming into the season, right? What we were doing on the trade show, I, I'd always tell you, well, Adam, if you go look at 21 or you go look at 20, if you go look at 19, like the quarterback line is so much higher. Maybe 22 was the aberration. Fuck, now we're seeing a trend, man. 23 is going to look just as bad as 22 as far as these cor- uh, quarterback warp lines. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is 22 was like an all-time, one of the all-time highs, right? Or in like a Worst. 10 window. Yeah. yeah. Like this year is going to be, the quarterback line is going to be like, Wow. What the fuck? Like, this Buried is crazy. Below the wide receiver line, Mike. Like, I'm looking, Mike. Just uh, there's this is uh, if you you could pull it up on there if you wanted to see it. Dynasty Best Ball is one of these leagues where the wide receiver it's a half PPR, it's a point two points per carry, and it's six point per passing touchdown. You just think about that format. That's like holy god, quarterback, right? Like, yeah. there's six point per passing touchdown, and if you're a rushing quarterback, you can still get the point two points per carry. So, it's like the position, Mike. The first seven quarterbacks are ahead of the running back line, and that's it. And the running back line is not that it's, far from it, right? Like it just shows, been trash. Yeah. and it just shows how close the lines are, and how it, it really kind of hit, hits the point of like how bad quarterbacks have been this year relative to anything we've expected. Yeah, that's fair. For example, T Rock, uh, Mike T Rock, we talk about this uh, fade the feeder league. He and I and Nick Urkelano are in, right? And I'm like, man, this team's so good. And the reason I said that is Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts were his two quarterbacks in a super flex start 10 league lineup. You know who missed the playoffs? A guy that had a ton of value in those two guys that are supposed to be hammers that weren't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we talked about how great the quarterbacks are, but if they're not that great, now all of a sudden we're playing the old school game. Like what's the rest of your team? What's your depth? Where's your depth? Where's your depth? So anyway, let's get to let's get back to questions. Mr. B, 12 team Superflex start t- uh, I'm sorry, no, 12 team start 10, half PPR, 25 man roster. I'm the 2 seed with tons of injuries. Anthony Richardson, Dimes, Aaron Jones, Ramondre, Kirk, Musgrave, etc. Holding a lot of bad quarterbacks to survive. Um, he's got Lamar, Browning, Flacco, DeVito, Trubisky. I have two late first. What do you do here? It's best ball. Ooh, shit. So the AR and those two first can you just about any quarterback. If you don't have a deadline, man, uh, I have – I'm like, I have a league. Um, it's the OG shit league especially where I have Anthony Richardson. And I've, I've done this like – I've done it a, a handful of times. Like, all right, let me see what he can get me from these guys that aren't in. Now I know exactly who's not in. I got to I gotta go back to the to the table again and be like, all right, fuckers, come on. Like, what am I – what can I get here with this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can I tell you what the problem is, though, with A-Rich that I've found is, is now, right – we talked about the quarterback options. Like the the quarterbacks that are actually scoring high warp and are healthy, how many of them are really worth even sending A Rich for? 
That's actually the hardest part of it. You got to find a you got to find a team that's not a contender that has a, a like a, a name cachet quarterback or someone that's at least going to give you high end warp at minimum, right? If I'm going to push Anthony Richardson in, if I'm putting pushing Anthony Richardson in the two first in, yes, uh, I'm with you. But uh, I'm fuck if I'm the two seed man. This is where I talk about doing shit that's uncomfortable for people. Where you talk, oh, dynasty value, uh, long yeah. term, blah blah blah. Fuck, I expose the shit out of it. Anthony Richardson for Jordan Love, straight up. Oh, well, again, that Mike, but that, now that's where I'm saying I got to at least have a name cachet quarterback or a warp option. Jordan Love is a warp option, so I, I'm with you yeah. on that part. My point is Jordan Love, because of what he's been, he might not be on a team that's not in the playoffs. Now, I mean, Mr. Sure. B, let me, t- let me tell you one thing that, um, that I just uncovered there that is important. Having the two seed, if you don't find a deal you're comfortable with, remember there will be two teams – that are in the trade discussion next week after this week is finished that you can go yes. to and, and send a rich to as well. So keep that in the back of your mind. I'm not telling you not to make a deal. I'm not telling you to hold a rich, but I'm saying you have, you know, until this week concludes to really put the hammer down on two more teams before you make a deal that you have to get done. What, and and, and I'll, I'll say this in a, in a, in a uh, best ball league. If I'm in this team, if I have this a good team like this, I, I'm moving a rich at almost anything I have to do to get rid of him. Like to your point, Jordan Love. Like, what do I got to do? Let's get this done. Well, even to your point, Adam. Like, I don't even give a shit if Jordan Love's on a on a contender, right? Like, some people are so set in their fucking ways with dynasty value that the contender thing even goes out where they they don't even realize they're the one seed and they're the one seed because it's been on the back of Jordan Love Jordan being Love. the QB two. That's fair. And they would be like, oh, fuck, this dude wants to give me Anthony Rich. Well, shit, 2025, hey, Rich is going to – fuck you, buddy. Good luck. That, that's true. I'm, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me go fuck your team up here real quick. Can you take this this asset that's going to do nothing? Let me get the warp option at quarterback with a fucking easy schedule to finish out the year. And that, you that's have also, fun with Anthony Richardson, and I'll have fun, uh, you know, getting that championship at the end of the year. So yeah. don't even rule out contenders sometimes with these. No, no, that, that's a great point, too. The, the two things. One, that I think that we you could talk about here, Mr. B, as well as what the question is. One, you have an extra week to decide what you want to do and let two more teams come to the table. To Mike's point, though, this is where, like, you know what happens on 100% of the trades you don't send is 100% of the trades don't get accepted or have no chance. Like, shoot your shot, man. Go ahead. If you see a contender that – you know was either in on A-Rich or might be in on A-Rich the way they play, fuck it. Send that offer out. They decline it, they decline it. They counter with something ridiculous, you hit decline too. You know how much time that took you? Two minutes, 30 seconds, I don't know. Something like that. Send them out. Fuck it. You got a team that's ready to go. Um, Do it. But I'd say this, Mr. B, come back next week if you have not found a deal when they're like, now it's time. It's nut cutting time. And we'll, we'll, we'll go through, we'll walk through the scenarios with you, I think. Definitely. I would say, Mike, but what are you doing here? Um, he says, have to first. What do you do here? Is it, I mean, the quarterback is definitely the position I'd like to add another body to here. As much as you do at least have, though, Mike, four starters that it's not pretty, but it's fine. I'm fine with that, honestly. Like, if, if you don't actually get quarterbacks, too. Like, I know it's shitty, but you got four shitters that give me something. One of these guys probably is popping off for a quarterback 10 to 15, 18 week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every week your quarterback room isn't horrible, right? right? Like you're you're still there, but you're still like if you're the two seed and you're rocking all these injuries, like you need to be exploring what you can move them one for one, you know, one for 
Fucking, who cares really about Luke Musgrave? I don't miss me with the long-term shit. Fuck Tucker Craft look better than him. Like, if somebody's going to give me Logan Thomas for Luke Musgrave, pff, see Luke Musgrave. Fuck off my team. No, 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 I'm, 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 so. The, I Christian guess the re- Kirk for, for Tyler Lockett. Like, that's another there, one. Let me go buy There's a reason I'm saying that, though, Mike, because yeah. I think you and me might be on very much the same page here. So I'm just looking at last week, for example. Because you're playing a week-to-week game, okay? So Lamar was quarterback two. Jake Browning was quarterback four. Joe Flacco was quarterback seven. Yeah. Ritter was eight. Like, here, here's the thing. Because you have so many options, you have five quarterbacks. Think about roster construction for a minute. 25-man roster. I, I, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm trading AR for skill players. I think that's the fucking move here. Yeah. You don't want to have six quarterbacks on a 25-man roster. No, nah, not ideally. Not ideally. You don't want to have six. You don't. It's too many. But if... But if AR and two firsts and a fucking Musgrave and a Ramondre gets me to Josh Allen. Oh, well, okay. Sure. But then, but then, Mike, you know what we have to have the t- discussion of? You got you to gotta probably cut one of these quarterbacks. I don't want to have six quarterbacks on a 25-man roster. Right. I really don't. I, I, frankly, five is already pushing it. Five is like probably a little more than I want, but I'm, I'll stay there. So right. now, if, to Mike's point, if you can push all that shit in and you get Josh Allen, who's a fucking hammer – a warp difference maker in this season? Sure. But I think there's also a scenario where Mike a- Anthony Richardson. Let's talk let's talk about some players real quick. Everyone watching can I think well, have it. Here, here's also the thing, Adam. Go ahead. I don't know go. what what platform this is on. If this is on Sleeper, yeah. I go over the 25 man roster limit. And you guys can all lick my balls, you know. And I do it on the back of a trade. So you mean in the se- like in the game you'll have 28 players playing? fucking right i will uh ugh. you know how many teams i got that got you know they might be 30 man rosters and i got 36 players on them and every week i gotta have that conversation do i have six dudes on this team i would cut to pick up the one free agent that's hot and a lot of times i don't have one i think we have to have a discussion about that six. too where it's like Mike, I've cut down on my teams like that now there might there's probably been a week or two where i like shit i had a couple extra guys I'm going to have my rosters all intact. Like, I'm going to go down. Now, I think the reason that we got to have that discussion is, like, what is really fair for your league and what is the bylaw say and what's – Oh, man, see? <laughs> see what I'm no bylaws and sleeper allows it, it happens, baby. Well, what I'm not doing – because I'll tell you what I'm not doing, Mike, is exposing myself to the opportunity in these leagues where it's like, hey, Adam didn't have a fucking legal roster in week 15 and he won a game because he had too many players – Oh, nah, man, you're you're fucking you're you're done. Like we expel you, you're out. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, now you're the commissioner, so again, there's there's a. <laughs> I ain't kicking myself out. <laughs> but Mike, I'm telling you, I'm not giving myself in these best ball teams that I'm already in a position to really win. Hmm. Somebody a fucking excuse, like hey, we don't. We never fucking like this dude anyway. Let's get him the fuck out of the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exposing myself to that. To your point That's though, right. if you think like it can. I don't know. I, I, oh, I also like don't, that, uh, I don't like I don't like the idea of also Mike someone having an asterisk over hanging over my head either. Like I, I don't give a fuck. The asterisk still spends the same. <laughs> Mike, if I played this game just for money, I'm not in these fifty fucking dollar leagues. You know, like well, well the asterisk still spends the same. The but it's not. Still I'm saying it's not the, the money. Glory. It, there's, I there's, don't think LeBron gives a fuck that his championship was in the bubble. Oh, it's still you, a title, baby. You, you. I know you love LeBron, but you are you are high if you think he doesn't give a fuck. You know he uh, hates that they're going to call that the bubble fake championship. You uh, know he hates just that. Full of shit. They're just full of shit. 
doesn't matter. You 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 think he's fine with them t- saying that? Hundred percent. He earned it. No, he's not. He earned it. Mike, Mike, if there's Eric one thing LeBron cares about more than anything, it's the fucking public's perception. Eric and I were talking about this, and you know I'm a Lakers fan. You know, and big time. I'll ride, I'll ride or die. Like LeBron was fine, and then he was the goat real quick before you talk about whatever this is. How does a how yeah. does one in Iowa become a Lakers fan without being a bandwagon sticks? So in the in the '90s, right? I grew up in the in Iowa. So everybody here was dick riding the Chicago Bulls, right? Think about mid '90s and Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls, and we're three hours. You're talking Chicago. the Nick Van Exel era, right? Eddie Jones. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a Lakers fan at that time. I was an Orlando Magic fan. Mm. I was an Orlando Magic fan because Shaq was fucking amazing, right? The Shaq knows his shoes. So when Shaq left Orlando, my fandom went with it to wherever Shaq went because he was awesome. So it Shaq was the was Shaq amazing. wagon sticks. And I went to L.A., and it just stuck. It just stuck forever. Okay. So, that's why. But Eric and I were talking about it, right? Quick story here before we're done <laughs> on this tangent of bullshit. Quick story. Basketball. We're, we've had massive stories. We're over an hour, and I love this. Go ahead. You know, I'm a Lakers fan, right? And, like, people yeah. people give you shit for whatever. I'm telling you, though, Adam, if the NBA were to ever get their heads out of their ass and put the fucking Seattle Supersonics back in Seattle, like, as an expansion... Expanded yeah. to 32 teams, and I don't know what the other one would be, but I would be a day one Seattle su- <clears throat> SuperSonics fan, like from the get go, because that team was awesome in the 90s. Like I just love the Sean Kemp, the Gary Payton, the old jerseys. Fuck, even even late 2000s before Kevin Durant got drafted, before they moved to Oklahoma City. Yeah, you remember Rashad Lewis, that seven footer small forward. That dude was money. Yeah, and they just they just made the uh, like maroon red alternate Seattle jerseys before they switched yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. You you love some Rashad Lewis. I remember that. I, it's funny. I did too. Um, he just had that sweetest looking stroke. It was a little bit different than anybody else, but it was weird, way overhead. It, well, yeah, he had a very high, uh, uh, very high shooting point. But the thing with him too was like he was part of the part of in that movement of like transcending the game away from the big man, like extending them out, right, making everybody be, play more like guards. Uh, all right. So, um, oh, what I was gonna say was, Mike, there was there the, the another team that was an expansion team that's also gone is uh out in that out that way. Uh, Vancouver did not make it either. So, Ooh, the Vancouver not th- not that they should, but the Vancouver Grizzlies had some fucking sweet unis too. They did. They did. They stunk at basketball. They were terrible. Yeah, they did. They did. At least the Raptors were like kind of entertaining within a few years. <laughs> Grizzlies were shit. Well, they got. <laughs> The Raptors got the lottery of trading Antoine Jameson for Vince Carter on draft day after they made the selection. Pretty it's awesome. Pretty good choice. <laughs> All right. Good choice. <laughs> oh wait, here, Doctor B. Harris says I had Rashad White thrown in a deal when Ky- when I got Kyler when Watson went down. Man, did that pay off? Oh. There you go. Wait, are you trying to say that you got? Hold on a second. He's flexing. Are you telling me that you got for Watson, Kyler, and Rashad White? The Watson carried a lot of value early in the season. I'll tell you, there's a there's a specific Watson deal that I would love to have back, but can't. And everybody hated Kyler. All right, 12-team Superflex PPR start 10. Need help with running back. Two currently rocking Monty and McKinnon. Would you trade Ramondre and Ferguson for Swift and Otten? Uh, yes, no question about that. Mm-hmm. Listen, I like Ferguson. I think he's a nice option at Warp, mm-hmm. even. like, And I think he's someone that, as long as he's in Dallas, it's been a friendly tight end um, spot, yeah, but y'all can fuck all that. I'll take uh, I'll I'll take the down tier at tight end and warp, and you give me DeAndre Swift if I need running back help. This is a 
easy way to get there in my mind. So Ferg is at uh, just this random half point tight end premium league. I was looking at he's at point zero nine nine for the year in war. In, no, in war per game for the last. Uh, oh, sorry, war per game. Yep. Yeah, the last few weeks. Let's see where I. So I'm looking at Mike in a in a zero eight. So he's a point zero one nine off of. Him. Yeah, so I'm looking. But I'm just looking right now in a um a half point tight end premium league. I'm in. It's the dynasty best ball, which I just had up. I was discussing mm-hmm. with you. So in this league, over nine to fourteen, which again is one of the things that I will care about. Like, how are they trending? Tight end twelve point three eight four, Kate Otten. Tight end five, Jake Ferguson point four six four. So like, it it sounds like a lot is the tight end number, but the reality of what they're meaning to my team is not really that much. I'll take. You know what the biggest difference is? What's the one the one running back in this deal that's a zero. No well, one that's, running back who has the potential of doing something. Well, that, now, that, now the one thing is, to your point, right, um, DeAndre Swift has been not very good over this time, but guess what uh, we know for a fact. DeAndre Swift's been actually uh, running back 28 over this time, but guess what I'd tell you what reminder is going to be for the playoffs. <laughs> running back off this fucking page and, and a zero <laughs> in your team, so I'll take it. And uh, Swift's schedule does ease up. Right, I was going to say, I think Swift is one of these guys, especially with the trade deadline off, Mike, if people are kind of cooling, right. right? This is, uh, I'm I'm interested in some DeAndre Swift. Oh, it's kind of no. the opposite with like Dallas and uh, in Philly, right? Dallas schedule now gets hard. Peep this out, buddy. Philly schedule gets easy. Speaking of Philly schedule, Too my low. brother Mike, oh, yeah. I got to be real, I don't think wearing a CD jersey is a bad thing. I think you'd like that, honestly. I should have said Michael Gallup. Now that would have hit different. I can tell you, Fizzle, though, I was here. Um, he he ordered the 88. It's on its way. And uh, it's going to be great. I'm it's going to be awesome. I, it uh, is. Unlike you, Fizz. Right? Like, I don't know wow. Dallas. He said his – he Mike's – Fizzle starts it off with my brother. He's all like, listen, we're friends, all this. Mike's like, listen – Fuck. Unlike you, like here, let me let me tell you what the difference between you and I is right away. It, I'm just saying, unlike you, like I can appreciate greatness at the fantasy players that Dallas has. I can get behind it, even in IDP leagues, right? I really do enjoy uh, the greatness of Michael Parsons. Mar- Micah Parsons, Jesus, I almost fucked that up. That uh, podcast hit, buddy. I was about to say, is it is it kicking like We're that? Good. I might the only one back on, on the that Dallas thing. team, the only one on that Dallas team I can't stand is Demarcus Lawrence. I fucking hate that guy. I despise him. I thought passion. you, uh, you, you hated the team in general, kind of like the Brady thing. The, I don't, you, I'm sure you've seen the Brady like highlights. <laughs> of his, what did they look like? You know, like just anyone wearing that jersey. I thought you hated, but yeah. No, did they disrespect me in any way? What did they look? But like? But Gallup is kind of ass cheeks, so. I'm glad it was a CD jersey. Lucky for uh, for the pay 100 Eagles. Plus dollars for a fucking Michael Gallup jersey. Well, I was just gonna. Though, though I probably could have found that one on like one of them shady, you know, aftermarket websites for like five bucks. Well, what I was gonna say is, uh, ordering at this point, like the Cowboys have enough bad money invested in Michael Gallup. Let's not send any money towards the jersey or anything of this man ever again. All right, let's just. I think it's a good signing if we, if we do right. Let's not like, spend any money on his, on his gear. No. Somebody ordered a, a jersey for him. It's kind of like the Josh Bro, go Dobson. look at that contract. That's It's it's way worse than you think, the Gallup well, signing. Like, well, it's like the Josh Dobbs thing, man. 
Went through all that work to get his jersey in the store just to find out he's trash. <laughs> I like Red Eye Jedi here with this one. This is a great non-question on AMA. Mike will dig up any off-the-wall stat to justify his message, and especially to double down on Brock Purdy. And I'll tell you the truth, Red Eye Jedi, is you are not wrong about that. Mike will find a way to hate Purdy, regardless of if the stats 100%. exist. But if he can find a stat, he's definitely going to do that. And if I could find one that somebody else found for me and then wrote up a really nice point. 40 chess. Yes, Bean Counter did. He did all the work. 40 chess. What up? The fact, dude's pretty fucking smart. What up, Dylan? Uh, made the playoffs. Tough opponent this week, though. Need the potential boom week. Got a bunch of start questions pre-warning. That, believe me, we'll be there. We're here for AMA. Listen, we're not going to leave you high and dry. You know, Mike, Mike may have raped you and ripped you off during the trades that you made, but we're not going to leave you high and dry for start sit. We're not going to leave you high and dry in AMA in the playoffs ever. And come ask the questions all you want. Um, so it's not, again, not a question here, but he has a series of questions here. All right, number one. I'll rapid fire him off. Likely at Jax or McBride versus Frisco? McBride. I'm not overthinking this either. McBride. Start two running back, wide receiver, one flex. Jay Cook versus Dallas. Mixon versus Minnesota, Pollard at Buffalo, Spears versus Houston, Diggs versus Dallas. I uh, Well, hold on. Let's wait a minute here. Start two running back, two wide receiver, one flex. Oh, so all these in a big hodgepodge. Two all right. running backs. I'm going Cook and Mixon. Yeah, me too. Um, Cook and Pollard is a tougher one for me, but I'm going to lean Cook here. Um, Pollard's two actually been decent enough. Two wide receivers is easy. Diggs and Ayuk. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not – Downs you. is not even in, in the conversation for me. Reed's been playing well, but he's been up and down. I think IU can dig as my play as well. The flex conversation comes down between Pollard and Jaden Reed for me. It's – well, yeah, that's that's where – so, Mike, let me ask you this then. But in that question, which way are you going? I'm probably just going to go Pollard. I like Reed, but – Full PPR – they play Tampa. I'm going to play Pollard, too. Yeah, I'm going to play Pollard. Hold Cook, on, Mixon, Pollard, Stardom, Diggs, Ayuk. Would you rather have this week in full PPR if Stroud doesn't play? Levis, DeVito, Flacco, Wilson. Oh, Joe Flacco. Firing him up. Joe Flacco. Easily. I don't even think twice about this one. That motherfucker just goes out there and slings it. And the Chicago's trash defense, <clears> even better. Yeah, I think, uh, I'll be honest, I, I I can't. You don't have an option here that makes me say I'm going to sit Joe Flacco hmm. based on what I've seen so far with you. Um, all right. Connor versus uh, Frisco, Ford versus Chicago if he plays, Singletary versus Tennessee. Ford if he plays, James Connor if he doesn't. 100% with you there. Confident with Raiders defense. I'm not the greatest with defenses. Uh, versus the Chargers with I'm, no Herbert or I'm Allen. fucking money, man. I started the Saints. It was the number one defense last year. Yeah, you did. That's true. You did. Nailed that question. All Couldn't right. beat it. Raiders versus All right, the, our, the defensive, our defensive strategist. What do you got? Or the Ravens. No, he, he yeah. dropped the Ravens. Oh, he dropped the Ravens. I got Broncos for the next two weeks and Raiders at the moment for this week. So he's got the Broncos or Raiders. Yes. Oh, I'm firing up the the trashy Raiders defense against Easton Stick with a Keenan <laughs> Allenless Chargers team. Yeah. The, so the question up front, which really isn't a question, it's kind of like talking about the question at the end. 
Mm. I understand why it was confusing. Uh, I'm with. I'm actually with you. I'm. I'm 100% agreement. Max Crosby's gonna eat Easton Sticks fucking lunch. <laughs> I'll be here next week to cut some nuts, Mister B. We will happily help you cut the nuts. Um, that's what cut we the do, nuts. man. Time to cut them. I'll try and get with you on all these, Dylan Flick. Okay, uh, he's answering those questions. Well, good to see he answered all the questions and almost the same Got as us. All right, uh, I think we're. We did have somebody who was excited about the Sonics. Caleb G. Fuck yeah, Sonics baby. Fuck yeah, Sonics baby. Um, this isn't like the old uh, what is it? Uh, Destination Debbie streams. I don't remember who it was that Mike A. Who every time like Ray and them would talk about basketball, he'd lose his fucking mind. It's good really? to see our audience is, is mature. <laughs> Can handle some supersonics every now and then. Good for Fine. Good for everybody here. Um Better than not winning. Uh that's all right, last question. Um let me just make sure. This might be the last question, Mike. I can okay. I can see. So if if you guys have a really good one or a super chat, we'll get to it. Otherwise this is the last one. Uh we got it we got one with eggplants, so I gotta give you one more. Damn it. 12, 10, half, half. Um, I'm assuming this is 12 team, start 10, half uh, PPR, and a half tight end premium. Two seed. Two seed. Pittman, a warp difference maker for two weeks versus Noah Brown. I lost Kirk. He wants my first and second. So is he asking, should he trade for Michael Pittman for a first and a second? Oh, yeah, that's what he's saying. First and a second for Pittman. Yep. Uh, He is a warp difference maker. Yes. yes, I would send a first and a second for him here in playoff time. So yeah, as a two seed in the in the playoffs with a need at Versus receiver, rolling out the unquestionable Noah Brown every week. Fuck yes, <laughs> sign me up, Michael. Pitt. Listen, and I and I liked uh, Noah Brown at you know the Royce Freeman level in start sits, right? Um, when we're talking about Noah Brown, even with all these other options gone, he he didn't have a fucking catch last week, Mike. Like. I'm not risking that. So, uh, by the way, I got a half PPR league pulled up. And Michael Pittman, wide receiver 12 um, from weeks 9 to 14 in this format. So, I think right now, like, a first in Pittman and dynasty value is about right. If the tax is my second, and this is a team I'm already in a buy with. So, we're talking about this is a 208, 108 worst case scenario, mm-hmm. right? I'm in. Sign me up. Go go do it. Like this is one of those where if I end up like screwing up by, you know, adding the extra second here to make a chance to go win, I'll forgo that second every single time to have a chance to really win this title. Because if you win this title, you you'll look back at this trade and be ecstatic about it. Yeah, I saw a YouTube comment uh on one of our shorts where I was talking about Michael Pittman <clears throat> and just the uh the fact he's played really well this year and the Colts are gonna have to fucking pay him. Um he's gonna get a bag. If the Colts don't give him a bag for whatever god-awful reason, somebody else is going to give this fucking guy a bag. Um, Adam, just, just, just warms my heart. From week 10, 12 targets, 13 targets, 16 targets, 11 targets. <laughs> 8 catches, 10 catches, 11 catches, 8 catches, 8 catches, 8 catches, 8 catches. What more do you want? Now, I'm not comparing Michael Pittman Jr. to fucking Justin Jefferson or Marvin Harrison Jr. or mm-hmm. fucking Jamar Chase or C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill. All right, pump the brakes, but there's not a lot of more of those guys out there you can list as far as fantasy production for this fucking year that doesn't include Michael Pittman. And, Adam, you hit it on the warp thing. <laughs> like, this is a dude you want. Well, and, and you just think about it, too, like uh, 
since the takeover of uh, you know the injured Anthony Richardson. Now, for those that are saying it's A-Rich was the only reason, I got news for you. The first three weeks of the year, 11, 12, and 11 targets, okay? This dude's going to earn targets no matter the quarterback, but there is a little more pass heaviness with the gardner minshew led offense. Starting at week six, Mike, 14, 13, 12, 13, 16, 11. Like that's, that's significant weeks down the stretch here where he's got a chance to earn not just double digits, 15, 16 targets. You know how many guys can earn 15, 16 targets in a game? You don't have to get to your toes probably, you know, when you start counting that out. Do you know his worst game in uh, fantasy point per game finish? Since when? Since week six, since you brought that up? I don't think he's been a wide receiver three. Worst finish. I was going to say not. Is it that? Yeah, I was going to say he's not been a wide receiver three, so he's been a a high-end wide receiver two. Worst. Yeah, first and a second for Michael Pittman if I just lost Christian Kirk. And my choice is starting Noah Brown instead. Fuck that. Here you go. I'll throw Noah Brown in to get the deal over. Like, you take him. Here. You can take Christian Kirk, too, if you really want. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you've you got to – you know what? Real quick on, on this point. I think a lot of times we talk about how, you know, like in best ball, we want to keep – Little wins with little edges here and there. And mm-hmm. even if it's in lineup, we should be doing the same thing, right? Little wins here and there. I think one of the things that if you think about the way you live your life, right? Whether you're a person that really strictly budgets or not, when you live your day-to-day life, like that's when you're going to be k- picking up these little edges. I kind of consider it. Mike, when you go on vacation, do you like with a fine tooth comb, think about every dollar you spend? I do not. And why is that? Because... You're trying to enjoy that time, right? You're on vacation. I think that's the way that I'm approaching, especially as we get to this point of trying to secure the bag, win the title, is like my overpays are going to have to happen here. And if that's what it's going to take for me to go win the title, that was a worthwhile investment. It's not even like I was on vacation and just blew that fucking money. I got the memories and stuff. but Yeah. Right? Like you actually can win more money back doing that. So um, when it comes to overpaying, if there's – if that's the way I have to do it to win a title, I'll do it. To your point, like when we get rid of dynasty value for win now pieces, fuck it, man. It's redraft now for a little bit, and then we'll go rebuild later. I do question how Jalen Waddle, Tank Dell, Jordan Addison, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, and Jackson Smith and Jigbo are all still ranked ahead of Michael Pittman Jr. on Keep Trade Cut. Um, can I tell you how? <laughs> because how that thing works is. They have a keep, a trade, and a cut, and they have a bunch of people that rank them. And everybody apparently fucking hates clicking the button on Michael Pittman outside of cut. So there you have it. I guess, I guess so. There's the there's the simple math. Um, one quarterback start eight eighteen league. This is the perfect walk off. T. Williams, thank you for the three eggplants. Thank you for the question. This is going to end it. God, this is so good. Send Howell in an early 24-third for Purdy. I have Burrow, Stroud, and Stafford. I have a first-round buy. I feel like Howell has a rough schedule, and Purdy has more job security. This is what I would say. Think about this. It's a start. It's a one-quarterback. Start eight. I don't care about, like, the quarterbacks at all if it's an 18-1 QB, right? So, like, this third is irrelevant. Yes, I fine. If you prefer Purdy, I'll, I'll happily do this. It's a quarterback for a quarterback. I'm giving up nothing of consequence in this third. Here you go. Yes. 
I'm not going to do the crossover thing with skill players and quarterbacks in a fucking league like this. Hell no. But yeah, this is absolutely. Give me Brock Purdy. Well said. The only thing I'll add to it is is T. Williams. We see you all the time. You're always asking questions, man. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Come join some real leagues, man. We got Patreon leagues. We got if some you, friends. If you have we'll interest in a Superflex leagues. Right. If you have interest in a 12 team, you know, you have interest in finding <laughs> out what the Superflex thing is all about, you know, you, you just don't, you don't understand it here sitting listening. Uh, we got you, man. And we'll, on that we'll, note. We'll introduce you to the good one, right? It's like the first time you actually got to drink alcohol that was, you know, good. You know what I mean? Tasted good. <laughs> you weren't just like chasing nah, it down so you could get the buzz. Yeah, you weren't sneaking like Boone's Farm, or you weren't like buying a right. Oh, well, it's middle of winter. Shit. You got the big hoodie. You're trying to put stuff in your shirt. Yeah, right. That fucking house. Steel Reserve that tasted like ass. Two Eleven Steel Reserves. Like- <laughs> Listen, man, I, I know all about the Two Elevens back in college. Oh my god, this is like the first time you had a good beer. <laughs> you had a good wine. Uh, if you're Adam, a good bourbon. Me, uh, a good vodka. Yeah. Right? It's not fucking Hawkeye vodka. You, which all is of a sudden, you've, you've developed a palate, you know, a real tasting palate. Yeah. So we'll get you into it. We'll get you past the 8 and 10 team dog shit. We'll get hey. you into a 12 team. We'll get you going. So, fuck. T. Williams, listen. Can I tell you, this is how it starts, though, Mike. Like, here, T. Williams, like, every, this conversation is, listen, you... You, everybody starts off drinking whatever they can get their hands on, right? It's a, a fucking Mike's Hard, a Smirnoff. We don't judge, right? A straight-up gas station vodka, right? The 21% stuff that's right. in a plastic bottle. Hey, it's fine. Then you eventually, you know, turn 21 or you get a fake ID, right? And you can start dabbling in some other stuff. You're at that spot right now. Let us teach you the, you know, the high end, the 12 team. So, right? so he, he's gone from 18, which was Hawkeye Vodka. Or whatever other trash vodka. And he's a vodka man with you. Speak your so, speak your truth. Yeah. He he's now gone to ten team Superflex, so he's like at the Smirnoff table. The mid shelf. Yeah, right. He's like he's like Smirnoff. Mid low. He's yep. like yeah. He's like basic white girl. <laughs> like, that's you, you're not we'll fucking around you with Burnett's and Hawkeye anymore, right? <laughs> we'll get you to the good stuff, all right, buddy. We'll get you yep. up to that gray. Let goose, me show you the gray goose. The you know one. the the Ciroc. You know a little Svedka. No, they still put that on the mid shelf. I don't know why. Fuck y'all. Svedka's top shelf. Yes, top all shelf. three inches of it. You know. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together in Canada. Yeah, believe it or not, like you can't see it, but I can just. Right? Hey, Doctor right. B's seen me in my underwear, <laughs> so <laughs> he knows too. Uh, speaking of pause. Um, pause. <laughs> Speaking of pause, man, uh, let's hold on. Let me get let me get a good little beat out of here. We appreciate everybody tapping in. Um, whether you you know got to see Mike's hard or you were thinking about the time you had your first Mike's hard, here we are. Um, it's lemonade either way. So I love the UB the UV blue guy talking about the finer things in life. T Rock brings up a good point. I miss the mic, uh, the UV blue mic. You know, the guy that I like first started doing. Shows with every time you have a drink, it'd be fucking blue as hell. Like you just put food coloring in it. I'm sophisticated now. Like I'm, I'm a straight guy now. Straight guy, like I drink it straight. Flowosaurus <laughs> is all, you know, confused. Um, yeah, I yeah. would be too. <laughs> would be a Wednesday night fucking AMA without some confusion, some off color <laughs> comments, innuendos. <laughs> yep. Name. Um, on that note, I'm trying to get it back on the rails. Twelve teams. T. Williams, anybody else? 
you need help with that, we got you. This is uh, this is what we do. Twelve teams, right? Yes, get out of here. Get out of here before we get any fourteens. Man, and can't. And on that note, we will see you back here, same time, same place, for the same debauchery next week on on Wednesday AMA. We're out of this thing. Peace. <laughs>